Yeah. Yesterday. Was it yesterday? Huh. We were watching that Apple stuff. WWDC. Very developer-centric, software-centric event. Uh, why are you smirking like that over there already? We, we're like two words into this. You're smirking at me over there. Well, it's always a fun time with watching it with people. Cause oh, because uh, we were cracking jokes and things like that. We were being, yeah. human, we were being humans. Mm -hmm. No, nah, you're not allowed to be a human, Will. It's no. too dangerous. It's too dangerous out there. All right. Be a human. How dare you? Yeah, we were cracking. I mean, we were just having fun. That's what we do around here. Yeah. Nothing. We can't just look at something for like for like the face value. We gotta dive deeper. Of like, course. Like, how they set that? What they doing over there? How <laughs> they doing over there, Tim? Yeah. What's what's going on behind the scenes? What's going on behind the scenes? That's the truth. If you can, you know, see through. Signal to noise ratio, read between the lines. You ever mm -hmm. heard that before, Will? Have you ever read between the lines? All the time. Good for you. Uh, at least I try. Good for you. Yeah. You sound like a human to me. That's what, sure, I, like, yeah. that's what I like about you. Yeah. You sound like a human to me. Anyway, they talk about a few things. This one was the most noteworthy to me. FaceTime on Android. Stop it. Get out of here. What you talking about, Apple? You're uh, inviting friends into the sandbox, are you? They're working together now. It doesn't really work. I mean, it's in a browser. So anyone, here's how it goes. In iOS 15, yeah. anyone on Android, Windows, etc., can join an existing group, FaceTime group of individuals through a web browser. They would get a link... Click the link, it would launch a web browser, and then they would be active inside of this Zoom-looking experience uh. with multiple people inside of FaceTime. Uh, the little demo they have there showcases, I don't know, what is that? Six people over there? Mm. Look how cool everybody is, though. Wow. Can we... Yeah. How do you... Everyone is very cool. They all have friends. Everyone is cool. And they all play musical instruments. Everyone is cool. Everyone has, it's fully accessorized. Everyone's got a look. It's no joke, this thing, Will. Mm -hmm. It's casting. Just for a simple screenshot, it's casting, it's interviews. Yeah. It's. It's magical. Yeah. You know? It's very magical. Anyway, so they're jumping into the FaceTime call. They're having a FaceTime call, but maybe a couple of their pals are not, uh, haven't fully embraced the whole Apple thing for whatever variety of reasons, they can send that invite and bring in the second class Android slash Windows citizens uh -huh. and they can partake. Now, there is a restriction. You can join in here via your web browser, but you cannot create the event yourself mm. if you're off platform. So if you want to be the host, then you have to initiate that link from the iOS device. Oh, so if you're running Android, do you have to download Safari or would it work on Chrome? No, it will launch you into your default web browser. Oh, okay. If you're using Android or Windows and have a friend or family member with an Apple device, they send you a link to FaceTime call through text, email, 
WhatsApp or a calendar invite. You get the link. All you do is click it. It will open in your browser. You join the call from there. That's it. Do you have to enable like permissions, like camera? And oh, I would presume. I would presume probably right. There would be these right. privacy-related things involved over there. But so this is immediately an improvement with FaceTime, and then I like the crossover component. And the question then becomes: Okay, Apple, if you start opening up a little bit. Can we talk about some other things? Can we talk about this iMessage situation? Mm -hmm. Is there a possible crossover over there? Because obviously Apple believes in this circumstance that this is going to, well, first of all, delight their very own customers for being able to bring other people in, but also possibly sway those that are on those alternative platforms, come onto the FaceTime room. They're like, it's very nice in here. They kick their feet up. You know, I almost kicked my feet up right there. Yeah. Too acrobatic for the moment. And then they're like, I got to get, I got to buy me one of these iPhones. I might get me one of those, which is what Will likes to say. That's the Willie do meme. Every time if there's something cool on Unbox Therapy, he walks over, he goes, I might get me one of those. Yeah, I just mutter it. And I say, what was the need for the, what was the need for the big inhale at the beginning of it? He goes, I might get me one of those. And I spit it out. Like a big loogie. I say, Will... This ain't the Wild West, man. <laughs> I say, Will, please, please stop tying your horse up next to in the studio here. <laughs> Saddle up. We're not really set up for it. I mean, I appreciate your horse, but we're really not set up for it. Yeah. Might get me one of those. Anyway, so yeah, FaceTime opens up a little bit. And then who knows, man, maybe this other stuff opens up a little bit. If they take this approach in general, they say, hey, let the people use it. Let them decide. I don't know how the iMessage thing would work in the same way because it's not, obviously it's not the same thing, but if the app existed cross-platform and they really wanted to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the likes of WhatsApp and whatever other messaging service, it'd be really interesting to see how the adoption was. Mm -hmm. Especially they've been making such a case on privacy. And when you, where, where do you go when you think of privacy? You think of messaging. Now, I know they want to sell you the hardware. All their money is wrapped up in the hardware, but it's a little... At this point, it could act as a nice little entry point for those that have been resistant. Sure. Or where purchasing Apple devices have been cost prohibitive, they could mess around, goof around in a little iMessage on Android. I don't know. I'm not claiming that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just saying that this is maybe a step towards it. Mm -hmm. For now, FaceTime on Android. Didn't think I'd be thunk. saying. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be saying. I got more to say actually on the event, but first, a word from the sponsor today HelloFresh. I was eating HelloFresh. The other day. Yeah. I don't remember what day it was. I don't even... What was the meal? It had some rice in it. It had some uh, some carrot. Was it this? It was a fresh carrot. You know no, what? I don't think it was oh. that. That one actually looks even fancier. Yeah. It was a fresh carrot was involved. It was a delicious... It was delicious, Will. Okay. I... Uh... Yeah, I can, I can second And that. it had a freshness to it, which is what I've been looking for lately. Because I had been traveling around a little bit and I was eating some of those foods that happen to be fast. You ever have that experience where you might eat a few things and afterwards you're like, man, I got to get back on the train here. I got to get something healthy going. I got to get something nutritious. I got to get something that feels a little more real to it. Mm -hmm. That's where this comes in. Hello Fresh. It could be a balsamic fig chicken or a beef flautas supreme. Flautas! With pico de gallo yeah. and lime crema. 
lightning preparation, 30 minutes. What you or I would give to take a bite of a flauta at the moment. You and I sitting here starving at this time of day. Yeah, I would give a lot. You'd give a lot. Oh, yeah. I would give a lot. We might have to get 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 the people who watch this to give us a pass so we can have some food on the side one time. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, yes, Any uh, most of these dinners are ready in about 30 minutes. There's also meals that can be done in like 15 to 20. They even mentioned breakfast on the go. I'd like a little bit of that. 27-plus recipes to choose from each week. Vegetarian meals are there if you need it. Calorie smart choices, craft burgers, extra special gourmet options, something for everybody to enjoy, and it's easy to do. So you got no excuses. It shows up. I mean, anyone could put it together. Willie Do could put it together. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash LouLater12 and use code LouLater12 for 12 free meals. That's the best thing about this promo is it's free food. 12 free meals. HelloFresh.com slash LouLater12. Use the code LouLater12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash LouLater12. Don't forget the code. The uh, links are down in the description as well. If that's easier for you to click, but the code gets you to free meals. All right, next up from the Apple event, share play. I don't know. You like this one. I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to watch something and then I'm watching the person watch the thing. And we're we're both watching the thing. Why not? I'm not trying to do that. Oh, okay. Because if I'm watching a thing, I wanna I wanna be watching the thing. You know? There's some weird like social protocol. Now if a person is there, you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. It's like this show right here. Yeah. And I know it's inevitable that somebody's gonna call into this show and they're gonna be on the screen and say, Hi, how you doing? How you been? Whoa. Hey there. <laughs> Pal, partner. There's a Wild West theme to today. Uh, I can't tell you why. There's just some reason. It's very aggressive, though. I think what it was is the, it was you with the, I might get me one of those, which brought me to the Wild West, and then I enjoyed it, and so I'm bringing it in general. Yeah. I'm bringing barbecue sauce today. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. That's Anyway, so Pete, this is what people like to do is, also, my house is so busy that that if i'm watching them be like i mean the kids are already telling me right now i gotta yeah. get home because i gotta watch the uh is it on netflix i gotta watch the sweet tooth oh I, that's I, on netflix i gotta watch the sweet yeah. tooth and so i got the watch party going i get it not everybody has the watch party going on yeah not everyone no, i understand man exactly but i'm saying there is a kind of a like a weird video conferencing thing which is just not that enjoyable to me i'm not saying like facetime is one of the better ones uh-huh. for latency and things like this but there's a just a like an uncanny particularly like putting a quip in while you watch something it's got to be at the right time sure. you can't yeah. like you're gonna spoil the whole thing what are we pausing and discussing and then continuing uh, I much prefer the organic version of it, which is like you can turn to the other person and be like, wow. Sure, yeah. As opposed to the formality of now that I got you on the screen, we're going to distribute our attention here. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I'm being picky here. I'm sure that if uh, I didn't see humans for like a year or something, I'd be share playing. Yeah. I'd be like, where are the humans? Yeah. Hello, human. And with the latency thing... I, I'm pretty sure Apple is working on it. 
getting it figured out, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're they're one step closer. Yeah, they would. I look at man. Yeah. I'm coming off as cro the crotchety old man here, hmm. and that's not my intent. I'm saying for the right circumstance, sure. But I don't want everybody doing this all the time. I would still, uh, you know, share play with caution. Like just get together every so often. Is all I'm saying. I agree. I don't know that it's an actual substance. Can you imagine sporting events? We're all on screens. Uh -huh. What? Like, it's there's something to it, man. I don't know, Will. Uh -huh. Yeah, you like the nudging. The I physical don't know, there's, nudging. There's something to it, man. And interrupting. Something to it, man. No, I don't know about it. Well, sporting events, if you've ever been to, I don't know, like a Super Bowl party or a, a fight event. or Oh, way better. Like physically in person with many others. And snacks are so involved. Yeah. And there's a, and it, the atmosphere contributes hugely to your enjoyment. We were talking the other day about like watching a comedy special versus going to a comedy show. Uh -huh. There's just some intangible pieces there that your brain picks up on. Anyway, that's not what this is about. Apple's giving you a feature. Apple can't give you friends and it can't give you an, a, a Super Bowl. All right. Uh -huh. It's not. It's business. What it's going to do is utilize the technology it has, which in this case is FaceTime, to improve the feature set and give you these, these options if you choose to. So the launch partners for SharePlayer, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, HBO Max, NBA, Twitch, TikTok, Masterclass, ESPN+, Paramount+, and Pluto TV. And the API is available to developers. So, um, Which could eventually lead to interactive apps, like collaborating for work and things like this, that you could use this share functionality yeah, for presentations yeah so it's like there's some actual real practical applications for the technology as well but initially it's like hey man i'm watching this thing on hbo max let's watch it later and it's all synced up and we're chatting and the show's happening uh -huh. we could listen to music together as well yeah which is kind of different hey man i want to show you this music real quick and get your reaction that's a little bit different sure um, yeah. But if you scroll down, you can see how it works with a movie. I don't know what they're on there, what the service. I don't know what that that show is. But uh, you're in the corner, you're reacting and um, watching the show and having friends and having friends. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, I, it's weird that they didn't uh, have it on the big screen. You can I do guess that too because uh, they need a camera to kind of show the person. Oh, you can like, you you can move it up to. You're talking about like um, AirPlay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can you can do that too if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You can do that too if you and want. And then maybe you could set your phone under your TV or something. You can set camera. it. Yeah, you can sure, set it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you have friends. You have friends. Apple gives you. Apple has provided. Your friends are being provided by Apple. Okay. Good. They will share. I'm glad. Are you doing the share play? Maybe explain it to me, Will, because I, I sense your resistance to my. Um, approach here which is fair and justified and warranted and i want to hear take because you were game you were mr game of thrones you're walking around here in a robe half the time and i was like what is this about and you're like well me and my pals we get dressed up and and we meet up on sunday or whenever that show was was that sunday uh yeah it was a sunday was this i just guessed on that but yeah. Um, Sunday evening. But I felt like it must have been because yeah. how did how were people able to meet up so much? It yeah. had to be a weekend, sure. right? And so all of a sudden you guys were getting dressed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You just had to add that in and twice. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> we didn't dress up. Hang on, and you way. were telling me that what happened was that you would be together, and then, and then the th the show would be over, and then you would talk, but it wouldn't be much talking during the actual show. Yeah, there's usually a preamble and a post conference. So, so, so what's funny about that yeah. is you could just FaceTime before and after. Sure. Yeah. But I guess there is a thing of just wanting to know the person's at the exact same point and you can take breaks together and, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. feel connected or talk uh -huh. about your popcorn or you talk about your outfits with the dressing up. You have to see that too. Sure. I, I with the capes that, and the and the the robes and the wines, chalice. There's an alarm going off on yeah. there. You, the wines that you did you you had the wines going on as well. I don't think we had wines, no. What, did you have it beers? Was, uh, or were you... PG. Oh, you would drink nothing? Uh, we would have beers. I don't think everyone bought wine. I don't think so. Although it would be appropriate. I would feel like you, think about you should have wine for know, Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, we didn't get up to that point. All um, right, the next, uh, the next feature I want to talk about that, was ta that they uh, showed off at uh, WWDC. This is actually the last one as far as uh, things that that were talked about the event universal control this thing is kind of magic there's a point in my life where this would have been just like so useful to me maybe a little bit less so now but uh, this is the ability to move across a variety of devices and screens to essentially move your cursor there used to be a name for this right like there was a thing called sidecar and but that was exclusive to ipad anyway the point being is I could be starting a project on an iPad, like an illustration, and then I could bring the iPad over to where my MacBook is and just drag components. Like, first of all, have my cursor populate the device, the iPad, my cursor from the MacBook, huh. jump over onto the iPad and then drag elements from the iPad from the project onto the MacBook seamlessly. Yeah. Without any menu system, prompt, like just boom. Uh, so they're they're calling it universal control and it doesn't stop there. It's even between Macs. So in the demonstration that Federighi did, he then also pulled components to uh, into Final Cut Pro, right. which was running on the iMac from the MacBook. So it's across this whole string of products. Mm -hmm. and devices that you might have in your life. I mean, that's useful. It sounds pretty useful. If you're managing a lot of uh, devices and you know, using them for each use case. It's also like some projects or tasks you may prefer to do on, let's say, a desktop-based application. Like I'm thinking Photoshop, for example. Mm -hmm. I might want to get started with an illustration on a touch interface like an iPad yeah. and then quickly move those elements to a Photoshop project. Yes. And then continue with like a mouse and keyboard where I feel more comfortable for that portion. Yeah. So there, it is interesting that they've been able to merge those. I don't know how seamless it's gonna be in real life. It looked good in his demo, but you know the demo is heavily vetted. Right. So. We got to test this out in real life, but is that's a cool feature with Apple leveraging its ecosystem. You see, sense a trend here. These are the types of things they can do. They got the OS moving across. Yeah, that's really uh, that's really cool. 
Um, all right, this is the last Apple-related story, but it has nothing to do with the event. I don't know. I think I mentioned this story to you. Apple agreed to a multi-million dollar settlement after iPhone repair technicians posted customers' private photos online. Mm. This is a pretty wild story. And actually, it's a little bit uh, um, personal because I had uh, uh, an operation, a business, one of the, my, one of the early businesses I had. When I was a young man. A wee lad. When I was a wee lad, you're right there. I had a business doing repairs on phones and MacBooks and like Apple related products. Uh, iPods actually before phones because mm. they, they, you had to switch the batteries and it wasn't easy to do. And those batteries would die relatively quickly. And people were like, I spent so much money on this, on this iPod. Am I supposed to throw it in the garbage? And there was no, uh, Apple didn't have a, an approach for that yet. They do now, obviously, with phones. Yeah. But this was with iPods, and it was like you just bought a new one until people figured out, okay, we can switch these batteries. It just kind of sucks to do it. So we had these little shops pop up. I had one of those shops a billion years ago. Uh -huh. So oftentimes, not with iPods, but with people's laptops, there would be like you would uh, bump into compromising stuff. Like on the desktop, Will, on the desktop. You'd be like, Jesus, you don't want to like wipe the desktop at least before you hand over your laptop from having these, uh, um, what would you? Compromising images? Uh, compromising doesn't fully encompass what I'm talking about, but I mean. Unsettling? Just what, what person, personal stuff. Let's, sure. let's just say that. Per things that would typically be kept personal. So, But anyway, with uh, having had that experience and a much more low-tech version of it, it was always... Um, uh, what would you say was like a you, a sense of responsibility that you'd be like, uh -huh. oh damn, man, this is a really intimate object yeah. that I and Apple has been making such a huge case in the privacy direction, but it's very hard when you have human beings, fallible human beings, with their hands on people's pr private information in a form of repair to control all of that and everything anybody ever does, and that's what happened here. So these technicians had. This 21-year-old's iPhone, and on it, she had compromising uh, photos and videos, I believe. Uh -huh. um, and this technician at Pegatron in California, which is Apple's supplier and it also the name of the repair facility, but it's officially uh, correlated to them. They took those that content off the phone and published it to this girl's this 21-year-old, uh, she's 21 now. This was in 2016. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, no. That's even worse. Oh, no. Is that real, though? Wait. The incident occurred in 2016. The 21-year-old college student. She must have been 21 at the time. Okay. You can't be in college if you're 2016. No. Yes. 21 at the time, I'm guessing. She's a college student. She sent the phone to be repaired at uh, wherever Apple had... Uh, instructed it to be sent and so it was and then there were the technicians posted 10 photos of this customer in various stages of undress Yeesh. and they posted it to her facebook facebook is what i believe is what i read they posted it to her social media oh my goodness gracious uh so Apple gets sued, obviously, and the amount of money 
what's weird, it takes so long. 2016, it happened. It's weird, it takes so long. But they got sued, and the amount of money is in the multi-millions mm. for the settlement, causing distress and damage to the individual. And the funny thing is, is I'm sitting here thinking, what is the correct punishment here? I don't think it's, I don't believe it's criminal, but obviously some pretty significant damage done here. But then it's sorted out in a civil lawsuit. And then obviously the people get fired. But I don't know if there should be anything above and beyond that for that type of uh, behavior. In a statement given to the Telegraph, Apple said that it takes customers' privacy extremely seriously and that it thoroughly investigated the egregious violation. The company said it took immediate action and since has since continued to strengthen our vendor protocols. Um, there's a suggestion that it might have, might have been as much as $5 million. And... Probably part of the lawsuit is, is this individual can't talk very much about it now, uh -huh. which is interesting because the story comes out. But anyway, I guess there's no statement from the individual who was affected. But it is weird trying to put a price on these type of things. Yeah, it's five million. It's just it's just weird. It's know, just what is to her suffering and even future, like the potential of what is the suffering how do you what it's i mean it is it, that's the job i guess of the legal system it happens all the time they put a dollar value on suffering but um obviously this is a unique case apple's a very successful company and a huge target if you happen to have an issue with them uh -huh. but uh a pretty terrible turn of events i would just say the same thing i said in the past with stories like this is that you know when when a, per when a person is in a vulnerable situation and you find yourself in a role of responsibility that you would have in that, in that position, I know it sounds goofy. You're like, hey, man, you're just repairing a phone. Shut up. But it's like, no, you, you have kind of, uh, you have that person's identity. Uh, you've been entrusted with it. Uh -huh. for a temporary amount of time. And it is it is a significant thing. Yeah. But uh, obviously not everybody treats it that way, mm -hmm. uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, Elon Musk, you told me to talk about this. Elon Musk paid $0 in federal income tax in 2018. Apparently there's this new report that a lot of uh, wealthy, I don't even know if wealthy is uh, a big enough word there, but some of the world's richest people... Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, they don't pay all that much tax. They find ways around it. They file a lot. You know, there's losses that are reported elsewhere to compensate and shifting around of expenses. But like zero. Zero. Uh, zero. That that's means tough. That means that many, many pe average people paid more yeah. income tax in 2018 than than uh, Elon did, but this stuff has been going on forever. I wasn't even surprised to see this, to be honest. Um, it was this company, ProPublica, that apparently received highly secretive tax data on everyone from Bezos to Warren Buffett, and of course, uh, of course, Elon Musk as well. In the case of Bezos, they said the Amazon CEO reported 46 million in income for 2007, but didn't pay anything in federal taxes that year. Bezos offset every penny he earned with losses from side investments and various deductions like interest expenses on debts and the vague catch-all category of other expenses. I mean, they got all kinds of, you know, the type of accountants they got going on, Will. All the tricks yeah. and moves that are inside of that tax law. That I mean, these guys, 
Whatever he saved in taxes, he paid for an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> it's not far off. Um, okay, in the case of... I mean, here's what gets people upset. It's the relationship of tax to uh, wealth. So, But it's it's weird because wealth isn't taxed, income is. So... Bezos' wealth has increased massively, but most of it has to do with Tesla or Amazon stock price. So it's not it's not uh, income unless he were to sell that stock. Let's say mm -hmm. his income is he can control elements of his income, like when he gets paid, how much he gets paid. You'll see a lot of these executives they take a really low salary in order to maneuver these type of things around. But anyway, that's what gets people upset. So. He has paid billions in taxes. Bezos, between 2006 and 2018, paid $1.4 billion in personal taxes. But that only amounts to a 1.1% true tax rate on the rise in his fortune. So uh -huh. it's really kind of weird the way these things are calculated. But ultimately, these guys are crazy, stupid, ridiculous, wealthy. And people are like, hey, we want to tax you. I mean, that's essentially what it comes down uh -huh. to. Now, Elon Musk, for his part, uh, in 2015, he paid 68000 in federal income tax. Keep in mind, there's state income tax as well. So this is only relating to federal income. In 2017, it was 65000 In 2018, it was zero. So between 2014 and 2018, he had a true tax rate, according to this report, of 3.27%. And then on top of that, he gets, he gets uh, government contracts for his company, SpaceX, and uh, what else? He's got all those environmental tax credits going on with Tesla. So, oh, you have a take. What are you smirking over there? What do you got, Will? I just feel like I need to meet his accountant. Right, you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, man, you and I can't afford his accountant. Like, no, that's the other thing to mention. Yeah. Whatever team is involved and nor do you or I necessarily want to get to the level of complexity when we're setting up side businesses and variety sure. of investments and 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 uh, offsetting losses to gains and like constantly trying to maneuver the thing um but yeah at a certain scale when you're into the billions of dollars it's easy to understand how and why these uh, maneuvers would take place because the scale justifies the interest yes like imagine if you were an accountant and your pay structure was in some way incentivized by how much tax savings you were able to produce. And you knew that having this as your client, that whatever the hell you could find, whatever maneuver you could pull would be worth it because you could potentially save billions of dollars. Yes. Yeah. There's a... There's a pretty unique use case when it comes to... Like, yeah. when it comes to these individuals. Very swift. So, but anyway, yeah, people can be upset. I mean, people just don't like that number. The people, this, this narrative here is one that has existed for a while. Sure, like, yeah. Why, how, how do they do it? What are they doing? Why can't I do that? Why can't I have that? Etc. Yeah. Tesla has canceled the Model S Plaid Plus, which was supposed to be the top of the line model. This was supposed to take the plaid model and make it even crazier, even more plaid, hence the plus. 
It was supposed to be the world's fastest production car. It was supposed to have this crazy range, 520 miles. And they announced it alongside the Plaid model, but had this like later date on it. Mm-hmm. And I remember because I believe, I think I even made a video ordering it. I can't remember at this point, but zero to 60 sub two seconds, top speed, 200 miles per hour. A lot of the specs were the same as the Plaid model, but actually one that stands out to me was the range because it was like an extra hundred miles and everyone was like, how are they going to do it? That's some record breaking stuff. Well, anyway, we saw recently there was a series of tweets from Elon. He says, model S goes to plaid speed this week. Plaid plus is canceled. No need as plaid is just so good. Mm. And seeming to imply that, uh, plaid is as good as it gets, at least for now. And so we have our own, uh, speculation yeah yeah that it had something to do with the battery tech not being there yet right is that what you're talking about yeah yeah so there's probably good reason why plaid is just so good for right now because it's what you can deliver i mean you look at the delays just on a regular plaid model which was supposed to happen in march mm-hmm. and uh, it ain't march anymore so obviously you have enough difficulty there why even bother keeping the plaid plus in there if you can't even perceive being able to deliver it sometimes i mean if you're talking like a year later just do it over again at that point anyway um or, or, so the regular plaid model is gonna i think they've suggested it'll do like 400 miles 420 something like that um so it's not as impressive and so the fact that he didn't reference that component is a little bit i guess it bothers some people they're like what do you mean it's good enough you were talking about this extra 100 miles. But uh, another thing that he had come out and said was that when you consider the average number of times you're going to have to stop to go pee or get a coffee or something, sure. that like the the current 420-mile uh, proposal is good enough or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is a bit unfortunate I would have loved to see the new battery tech. I would have loved to see that crazy range in there because it's not just about it's not just about one specific road trip. It's about how often are you having to plug it in. Yeah. Like as you go around and go about your life. And the fewer times the better. Period. That's well, they're showing plaid as three hundred and ninety here. Three hundred and ninety miles. Uh-huh. Estimated range. So not four twenty. I take that back. The long range model is four twelve. So the plaid is actually I mean, that's quite a bit different. I guess more powerful, the Plaid. Yeah, but 390 compared to the advertised 520 on the Plaid Plus is significant. Yes. So I understand Plaid is good, but it's not really interchangeable with what the pitch was for the Plaid Plus. Anyway, I'm sure they'll get there one day, but just not anytime soon. Mm. The power, power-wise, they were supposed to be very equivalent or very close. The uh, You had 1020 horsepower and 1100 horsepower. So there wasn't a huge difference there, hence the record-breaking time that was recently set on the regular Plaid model with uh, Jay Leno and whatnot, as we previously talked about on this show. They did the 9.24-second quarter-mile trap speed, 152 miles per hour, which would make it it quicker than any production car ever, other than the brand-new, which people want me to talk about, $2.5 million Rimac Nevera Uh. supercar, which... Well, that's a different class, obviously. Sure. $2.5 million. Be cool to look at it, though. Mm-hmm. Can they roll it through here or what? I don't, I don't need to buy it. Like, we just need, I mean, give us five minutes. It's fine. Yeah. 
we don't need it. So, a couple of takeaways here. Maybe another reason they cancel it, never mind the battery tech, is maybe they finally get around to this Roadster. And they're like, hey, if you want the most ridiculous car, we got this Roadster for you. Mm. Because uh, you get the SpaceX package on there, 0 to 61.1 seconds. And you got this Rimac company coming with these crazy figures, and they're like, oh, yeah, maybe we should... Uh, Maybe we should get that roadster going. We talked about that a little while ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a little while ago. And cancel the Plaid Plus. I don't know if that's actually what's going to happen, but it was a bit confusing, Plaid, Plaid Plus. It, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just hope they get the Plaid shipping sometime soon. That'd be cool, too. Yep. Speaking of the roadster, there's a cool little... I didn't know what I would call it. It's kind of like an interactive... What do they say here? Interactive 0 to 60 mile per hour drag race by Vanarama, and as you scroll down, you'll see how you interact with this thing. This image here, which would probably be good for the thumbnail or something, okay. showcases <laughs> showcases the different speeds representative of uh, kind of like a graph almost, but it, but it has the cool overhead car graphics superimposed mm. on there. But if you scroll down, you'll see it's actually interactive to, oh, okay. to see how fast... 1.1 seconds actually is you click oh, wow. the engine start button here it's uh embedded in here it's embedded and it scrolls a little bit and then now start to scroll i guess or click i don't even know what you did three two one yeah watch this he's will is scrolling but it's all happening you see he goes it's 0. 0.2 0. 0.4 well he's not at 60 oh there it is the roadster's at 60 boom it's over the the line oh and then in comes the regular roadster non-spacex edition next up it's a 2015 porsche 918 Spider followed by the current generation 911 Turbo S at 2.2 seconds. Anyway, I feel like I was broadcasting yeah, a giddy up. race event there. there so you can see a lot of popular cars. There's some electric cars and some supercars on there. And this just gives you a different sense of uh, where and how these things line up and just how much faster 1.1 seconds is if they actually do end up delivering that on the Roadster compared to all these other cars. I guess we would have to put the Rimac in there as well now. Right. Oh, Prop. these are all neck and neck, eh? Uh, two, two and a half, 2.4 seconds, yeah. yeah. The Chiron, the Taycan. I mean, but even, see, this is kind of, the representation here is kind of weird because you're talking about 0.1 seconds between the Huracan Performante or even the 911 Turbo S at 2.2. Like, you're talking about fractions of a second right mm-hmm. and you're into the decimal point but you got to go a long ways back to get to one second which is where the first one like you got to go all the way back over there right i mean it's wild space spacex edition maybe people could go to a website try it out for themselves but that was a little bit of fun right that's different than reading a typical sure come yeah. on well you had some fun no interactive bezos is going to be uh will fly on the first passenger space flight of his company blue origin this july He's going to get up there in space. Good for him. Oh. Daring. You like that. The first uh, flight. He took all the money he saved on taxes and made a spaceship. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Blue Origin plans to launch the mission on July 20th. It'll be the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Mm. His brother is going to join him, as well as the winner of an auction being held for one of the seats. Now, the auction is currently sitting, I think, at $2.8 million dollars. His brother, on the other hand, was quite surprised to find out that he will be joining him. And uh, Bezos posted an Instagram video. I think he's getting more active on social social. media. Yeah, he's no longer got that 
big title at Amazon. He's got a little time on his hands and he's posting over there on social media. Instagram. It's one earth. I want to go on this flight. There you go. It's a thing I've wanted to do all my life. There you go, Will. Adventure. It's a big deal for me. I invited my brother to come on this first flight because There you go. They got horses and cowboy hats and now they got a spaceship. Are you serious? I am. I think it would be meaningful. <laughs> it's so uh, produced. I wasn't even expecting him to say that he was He said he said I think it would be meaningful to have my brother there. Uh, I was just awestruck. Seriously? If you're willing, if you want to. Yeah. What a remarkable opportunity not only to have this adventure but to be able to do it with That's pretty wild. Best friend. Right on. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> a hug? First human flight. Look at this. So you're up there for a few minutes. You are you you guys spend 2.8 million cuz you're not Bezos' brother. Sure. Well, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. You have to actually okay. outbid the 2.8 billion. Is it just him and his brother? No, and the dude who would wins the auction. Oh, so three people. Wow, that's really intimate. Hmm. Well, the thing can only hold, I believe it can hold six eventually. Am I crazy? Where did I get that number? Uh, I was around there. It looks like it's six. It's going to go past the edge of space, uh, reaching an altitude of more than 340,000 feet, which is more than 100 kilometers. It has massive windows to give passengers a view, and you'll spend a few minutes in zero gravity before returning to Earth. I mean, that's uh, it's quite an adventure. It's another one that's hard to put a value on. To say you were a part of that, it almost does seem worth two point eight million to like to somebody. Like you could make a case that that is undervalued. Huh. If there's people out there that have hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars. Yeah, what's uh, two point eight? To go to space. Yeah, but I don't know if the auction will finish at that particular number because there's a little time left, right? What are we talking about? July twentieth. And I guess you get to meet Bezos. What do you think? I mean, the inside of the cabin is pretty cool. Uh-huh. The way those seats are, like you're leaning back, you yeah. see space, you get new perspective, multi-million dollar perspective, Willie. We do. should have a work trip. <laughs> it's six. Well, pricey. Ben can come. Pricey work trip over there. Yeah. All right. This next one ties into what I was saying earlier. This show, I got to get home to watch the watch episode it. three. It's called Sweet Tooth. What's so good about this? Uh, well, I can't, I mean, I don't know. I can't be spoiling anything, but it's just Netflix's most recent thing that they're marketing. It's their most recent show. They spent a few dollars on it and it's really kind of timely because the it? conflict in the show is very relevant to right now. Uh, okay. There's a, there's a virus. I can say that without spoiling anything. The trailer tells you that there's a virus. Do you grow horns and... Well, there's and some sort of correlation. There's some sort of correlation with human-animal hybrids and this virus. And uh, I'm in, I watched two episodes, a lack of connection right now as to how they're okay. combined. Like okay. what, there's a lot to learn. But what this story is actually about, and by the way, so far I've been, I found it to be somewhat interesting. I'm watching with the kids. I find it to be somewhat interesting. I'll say that at two episodes. But what this story is about is actually the advertising techniques and tactics of the show very intense hmm. i want you to scroll down a little bit right now this is the cover of the usa today magazine click on that 
in USA Today magazine newspaper. Hybrid babies born across the U.S. world reacts to new generation of half-human, half-animal children with both awe and concern. Huh. That's, uh, that's quite an ad. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's it. That... Jeez. See the the print where That's it says very aggressive. The print where it says advertisement above yeah, there yeah. is uh, a lot of people missed it and read it. I mean the way it looks like the head story. Uh-huh. Very effective. Yeah. Like if you were trying to walk past that, good lord. Let me buy that newspaper. That is some uh, next level clickbait it. when it's presented in the way on a traditional newspaper. It is some next Level. This is front page too. Front page, and then yeah. if you go to the next one, it looks like stories by, written by alternative journalists. Like you see Robert Smith, Lane Feynman. It looks like exclusive photos inside. Uh, like it looks like there's multiple people weighing in on this new development. Right. It's pretty wild, and it's a show on Netflix. Yeah. Now, so part of me, I get it. People are upset. They're like, "Hey, that needs to be labeled differently." Um. You can catch people off guard. And then part of me is like, wow, that's weird how it's cool how well it works. Yeah. Like when something, when you shift the presentation of something, sure. it because I'm already watching the show, it immerses you even more. Mm -hmm. But I get it why people are apprehensive. This is the thing, by the way, that publications have been doing recently well because, as you know, the newsprint business, it ain't what it used to be. So you got to cash in here and there. And so they've been loosening those guidelines for how they treat front page, for example. They're but desperate. <laughs> but this one in particular rubbed some people the wrong way. Yeah, they don't like it. Just just the fact that it's not immediately apparent, like right. that it's an ad and not uh -huh. and not news. But either way, I mean, for me, it kind of actually amps up the show. It puts like a real world mm. kind of. So I don't know if this is for people who are already watching the show or I don't know. Anyway, it is some some new style marketing tactics. I can see how it gets out of hand too. Yeah. If, I, if this becomes a popular way in which companies uh -huh. market fictional content. Yeah, you know what? I uh, I just listened to a podcast explaining about how they advertise the War of the Worlds by Orwell mm -hmm. back in, I think in the 1940s where it uh, was an alien invasion broadcasted in radio th throughout the U.S. And people were, they thought it was real. Mm -hmm. And they were just, just panic. Glued to panic. it. Glued to yeah. it. Like, that's, that's a thing. It's hard sometimes for me to get glued to something. It's hard for me to um, suspend sure. temporarily, like, so there's a weird thing where I kind of like the crossover where it feels more tangible. Sure, but at yeah. the same time, it is obviously dangerous. Yeah, the, some the, people can definitely take it the wrong way. The real fake thing. But it can be really immersive too if yeah. you... Uh, like you... like I don't know. I'm trying to find a good example for this, but... But you and I think this is fun. Do we? <laughs> I just think it's effective. It's effective, sure. It's fun. Yeah, I guess I guess we do think it's fun. But we we don't think it's like a negative like connotation to it. Well, there's a, this could be taken a lot of wrong ways, man. But just you and I, like we think it's like yeah, it's interactive, like it's fun. 
Is, by no means do we think it. Oh, like, is this you know the work of uh, gene editing and just negativity? You know, I think it's it's just strictly the way that it's positioned. That's all. If it was not even a front page, I think it would be different. It's just that you're walking across it and you feel like you got baited if you know nothing about the show and you pick uh -huh. it up and then you're being advertised a show and you're like, hey man, easy. Yeah, at that point, that would be kind of... Like, for you crappy. and I, it was just a click and a story and a read. And for everybody who clicked on this clip, that's all it was. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you were on your way somewhere and you saw a newsstand, wherever those things happened to be... Like, hey. And you stopped and Chris picked it up. at it again. And yeah, you might be leading down the wrong path. Yeah. I mean, how many people do you hear, Will, that repeat a headline? They'll say, did you hear the thing? And you're like, no, absolutely not. What else did it say? Mm -hmm. And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. Like they didn't read. That's it. They didn't read the actual thing. They only got as far as the headline. So it is, you can understand the danger in that mm -hmm. if you, um, whatever the rules are with that. But yeah, I'm already watching the show. So I feel like for me, it enhances it, but mm. it is risky business. No doubt. Uh, Samsung is showing off a stretchable OLED screen in a prototype heart rate monitor. Let me tell you what's really cool about this. This is obviously some fringe tech, futuristic stuff. But what's cool about this is it works kind of like a Band-Aid. You stick it to any surface and it's able to, it would be able to display something like heart rate. But without the uh, being as cumbersome or maybe even as expensive mm. as uh, like a dedicated device. So you can imagine this in like a medical setting. But also it got me thinking just about bio monitoring in general like of your body and how you could see some advanced version of this technology that could have all kinds of sensors and monitors on your body that were skin-like mm -hmm. but just slapped onto the surface because this isn't this thing is flexible in the sense that it can be stretched over a thousand times stretched out reapplied mm. it's got like this really kind of complex makeup here to allow it to do something like that. So it's the comparison to a Band-Aid is probably not fair because you're definitely not going to stretch a Band-Aid a thousand times. Mm. Um, but the example that they gave is a heart rate monitor sitting flush to the patient's skin, allowing it to pick up a signal 2.4 times stronger than an ordinary sensor mm -hmm. because it's literally stuck right on your skin. The display can be stretched because it's built from a specially designed flexible material known as elastomer. It's not going to be out anytime soon, and I'm sure we're only scratching the surface as far as practical applications for it, but, you know, it's kind of inevitable. You went from, like, as far as displays are concerned, you went from rigid things to flexible things to stretchable things. It's in the early stages right now. Yeah, but, it has this, like, organic, synthetic vibe mm -hmm. to it where it is, like, malleable. Yeah. Yeah, eventually you're, you're going to be able to just like slap different sensors and displays uh -huh. right onto your self. Neat. Neato. First official images of Honor 50 look like the Huawei P50. And it's also called the 50. Oh. But don't you rem <laughs> but don't you remember Will? Yeah. Honor was sold. It's no longer part of Huawei. So therefore it doesn't have the same type of sanctions and issues. Yeah, I'm guessing this was in uh, development 
before the split. And and they just hand over the sure yeah the paperwork. You get this the plans. Last, uh, you get one freebie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not uncommon when the two brands were under the same roof. This happened frequently that they would share certain design elements. So that's mm. not really a surprise. The fact that they have the same number as an indicator for the name is also indicative that they're not really trying to hide it. But what it does mean is kind of a pretty powerful spec sheet for this Honor 50 series. 100 watt super fast charge. Hyper curved screen launching in Shanghai June 16th. That's pretty soon. Uh, it won't be flagship, flagship level from a price perspective. Apparently, it's going to have a Snapdragon 778G processor. Um, what else? Yeah, I don't know what else. I mean, basically, the reason it's noteworthy is because it, it seems to imply some kind of uh, relationship pre-existing like uh, lasting relationship right. between these two brands even though even since the split it's also just noteworthy because this camera layout is not something it's it's a shocking camera layout uh -huh. like that's the reason the p50 was getting so much attention it's like geez where are we going with this camera layout this one looks maybe a little bit smaller yeah it's more subdued but it is still four cameras including one absolute monster at the top we're going to have to wait to see why that's the case, what that implementation looks like, and it could act as an indicator for what the P50 has in it as mm -hmm. well. Um, but who knows? I mean, we'll never see this stuff over here anyway. I don't know if you saw... I think I showed this to you, actually. Mm -hmm. The Kanye West was spotted wearing Nike shoes, and he's, of course, got this really strong affiliation with Adidas and also the Yeezy brand. Mm -hmm. It's part of Adidas. And, well, just his relationship with brands in general, he got the Gap deal. Like, he's usually representing stuff that he's working on or affiliated with. So it's very rare to see him a pair of Nike shoes. He had a, a fallout with Nike anyway. He used to be with Nike. Yes. Remember those red ones? The early, early Yeezys? Were they called Yeezys at that point? I think so. But there was, it was quite a different approach. Yeah, Air Yeezy 2 led to Kanye West's greatest success. The red one, I see every so often, I'll see that one. Mm. Still worth a lot of money. So he was working with Nike and uh, moved over, switched teams. So it's a bit odd to see him wearing Nike shoes very recently. But what else happened with this particular uh, photos is you see that he's got a whole thing going on with the mask wear as well takes that up a notch it's not your typical that is not a typical uh medical mask no that he has going on there there's holes in it it looks like he has made it i don't know if that's jesus on there um but it's got holes poked in it where your eyes would be none where the nose and mouth is by the looks of it but i don't know if this is a new thing that's going to be sold under any of these brands or if it's exclusive to him if it's a statement, the jacket is the new Gap jacket, by the way, that he's going to be part, oh, yeah. of, part of their collab. The grocery bag? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well. But you see the Nikes. Go back to the first picture. Yeah. You see? So I don't know. What is that? What is that supposed to mean? Maybe if he has the mask on, it's not a breach of contract. Yeah, that's not him. Exactly. You got the wrong guy. They're like, but what about the jacket? The jacket's unreleased. You made it. He's like, never mind. No, no, that's a grocery bag. Never mind that jacket. So, 
I don't know how noteworthy this is. This is probably more interesting because of the mask wear. Could you do you think you it's go just really uh it looks actually quite terrifying. Imagine seeing this guy on the street wearing that. <laughs> and it's not Kanye. Well, probably uncomfortable too, right? Yeah. Um I don't the holes aren't even like in his uh breathing space. It's no, no, they're not. And you know what's funny about this is I almost feel like I would notice this person more, not less. Right. Like that mask is so intense that if they just had a regular mask on, I'd be more likely to walk past. Mm -hmm. This, I'm going to be like, who is that? This is so striking. Yeah. There's got to be a celebrity or an artist in there of some sort. But, right? I'm, but I'm guessing as well, like we said, maybe there's more of a reason to it, like some contractual thing. Right. Uh, he's not... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're being crazy. We're probably being crazy. Either way, there you yeah. go. Yeah, we're, we're crazy. We're there, the crazy ones. There's your Kanye. Yeah, we need those masks, Will. Mm -hmm. You could. You need to be wearing that. You're going to wear one of those on the show next time. Sure. Get me one. I'll, uh, I'll wear it. Do you know what dry scooping is? Sounds uh, sexual. Hey, man. <laughs> Jeez. Is it? Is it? I don't think the word dry goes well with where you're going. Uh, oh it's the latest TikTok trend that could be dangerous for your heart. See, I thought you would know because you're Mr. TikTok half the time. No, I don't know about this trend. You've been easing up on the TikTok? Uh, well, there's just so many trends. It's like... Answer my question, Will. Have you been easing up on the TikTok? No, I haven't, actually. <sighs> yeah. It's been the same. What can you tell us? Terrible addiction. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get better soon. There you go. Dry, dry scooping is the trend where people, they take the pre-workout, heavy um, ca caffeine, Stuff that's packed with caffeine, you're just to take it before your workout. You mix it, blend it together with water or milk or something. It also has like B vitamins in it, but it gets you amped up. Okay. And people on TikTok, I guess, got the idea that it would be more intense experience if you don't add the water to it because it would coat your mouth and esophagus and your body would more quickly be absorbing mm. the contents. And uh, and then some people started posting. A couple girls posted that they that they did the thing and ended up with a heart attack in the hospital. Oh. TikTok is full of these life hacks and fitness trend. Dry scooping reportedly caused major health issues for at least two users, and one who claimed that she had a heart attack from it. Um, there's extremely high levels of caffeine in here, by the way. Rather, so, rather than mixing the pre-workout powder into a diluted drink or milk, the TikTok fad sees users swallow the powder dry and then chase it with a liquid. So that's the trend on TikTok? Like they would just show them yeah. dry scooping and yes. then going to work out? I guess. Uh, in addition to caffeine, pre-workout products include creatine, taurine, B vitamins, NO2 boosters, and branched-chain amino acids. Absorption begins directly through the membranes in your mouth and continues through your esophagus and into your stomach. As pure dry powder, there's no dilution, and the fast entry into your bloodstream results in immediate release of supplements of those 
It is the incredibly high dose of caffeine that enters the blood very rapidly, like ephedrine causes an abrupt increase in adrenaline and puts the heart in overdrive. Anyway, there's a picture of the girl saying that she didn't fake her heart attack. Here I am in the um, hospital after doing the dry scooping thing. That sounds like a copyrighted song right there. I don't know why people think I'd cap about heart attack on this app. Yeah, annoying ASF. I'm just trying to help people not make the same mistake I did. Uh, there's the original clip. Taking a dry pre-workout scoop. Uh, I'm a clown. Be a clown. Ending up in the hospital because I had a heart attack. Uh, okay. All right. This is just sad. Is it? What do you think about the clown? Uh, that's what makes it sad. The clown like thing on TikTok? Trying to make fun of it or trying to add some sort of light to it. I don't know. What's the message here? I don't know. Yeah. I can't tell you, but I guess uh, you don't want to be doing this as dry scooping. Uh, also, especially if you have any kind of like uh, undiagnosed heart condition. Yeah. Some people don't even know they have like an arrhythmia or something like that. And then you dose like heavy caffeine in and it. And go for like a run on like a treadmill. Yeah. Do some sort of. Yeah. You're redlining situa the situation workout. at that point. So I don't know. Whatever. Take it easy with these substances. Mm -hmm. Caffeine is no joke, man. If it's, you can, you can have too much of it. And, uh, I don't know. It's not cool to, Stop dry scooping. Or do whatever you want. I don't know. Go back. Get back to Willie Dooney's TikTok time. Time to get, right. it. Hey, get out of here. I'll do that. Go watch right it. Now. Dry scooping.